Welcome to me again, week 28, Trimming the Hedges, and it's a week where I watched a very old man beat up a bunch of druids, built a giant demonic snail, and chased after a bunny rabbit, and I promise all of that's gonna make sense on this week's episode of me again, a self-help podcast about helping myself. Hey everybody, it's me again, and... I'm starting to feel normal again. Things are starting to feel normal again. It's, I'm getting home at 1.30 in the morning after a night of doing some pretty fun work. And I feel like myself again. I don't feel like I did this morning, which was... I mean, you guys heard from last week. I was pretty destroyed. And we'll get into it a little bit later. But yeah, there was a whole lot of unmovement from your boy. It was a whole lot of very severe depression this morning. So I'm happy all that's over. I'm happy I'm back to some semblance of normalcy. Um, and yeah, let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for today? I am grateful for my family. I'm grateful to Emily for being so understanding of the unmoving, depressed asshole I was for the past three days. Because she was such a trooper because she uh, the first day was rough because she didn't realize the gravity of the situation but then once she did kind of realize how bad it was she was on it 24/7 it was constantly making sure that i was okay well taken care of and on top of that made sure that uh, stuff around the house got done made sure to clean up Ripley's room she got done with that she got the uh, bathroom cleaned up she was amazing this weekend um, while I was down and out she could have easily just decided to be down and out with me but instead she pushed through and decided to kick ass and she did all weekend and I'm eternally grateful for her that and then for my parents like my parents without me saying anything realized what was wrong the minute I walked into the door today. Like, my mom, after everyone had went to bed, sent me a text and just said, like, I could feel how bad it was the minute you walked in the door. I could feel how severe this attack was, and uh, she was like, I'm sorry, I can't uh, hold the burden for you, and sent this really beautiful text basically explaining, like, we get it and we understand and take all the time you need to recover, and, and that helped a lot. That really did help a lot. Like, just having these people around me who could see what I was going through and understanding and not having to try to pry, not trying to make it better, but just understanding my processing and letting me go through with it, and it meant the world to me. So I love you guys. Thank you guys so much. Even the people on Twitter who were helping out. Everyone who helped me in this little period, I'm eternally grateful for you. Now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it is the fact that I decided to start working on Wrestlepalooza. Uh, number one, I just decided straight up to cancel a load of BS this week. Just cancel this week's episode because... Not because I don't think we could do it. I do think it's a viable option, but also... I've got to do the next episode of Deviant still. I've got Wrestlepalooza. I've got uh, other wrestling pay-per-views. I have got a lot that has to get done this week. So I was like, hey, Blake, can you mind taking a week off and we just do everything else? And he goes, absolutely, yes, please. So uh, we, we took that week off. So today, instead of recording BS, I took the opportunity to actually record stuff for Wrestlepalooza this weekend. And it reminded me how much I love playing that ding-dang video game. How much I love playing WWE 2K19. 
and telling a story with it. And I know I talk about this on the show a lot, but this is a Wrestlepalooza. This is the biggest show of the year. And being able to tell stories through a video game medium means a whole lot to me. And my favorite part is when the game does things that I didn't tell it to do. For instance, during two matches I recorded tonight, um, just a random person decided to interfere in the match, and it worked out perfectly. It was a WWE guy, which was a little bit weird, but like even still, I was like, I can make this work. I can take this and make it part of a storyline. Like I, That's why I love recording in this game, because it is the ultimate in improv. It is, I know I've got a few ideas of what I want to do, but the game is going to have to take hold eventually, and I'm just going to have to work from there. And so uh, that's what I did that was awesome, was I recorded some really, really good matches, and then I also I, I knew when to turn it off. Like, uh, there was a moment, I almost recorded the entire dang show, and I was like, I might need to take my foot off the brake a little bit because I'm getting a little bit too tired, I'm letting some mistakes slip, so I'm going to hold off and wait until tomorrow to do that. Now, what did I do that wasn't awesome? And it is what I did for the majority of the day, which is being very depressed and being very difficult to move around. Like I, I slept in the I slept in the chair in the living room last night, and that's not a comfy place to sleep. But every once in a while, Emily would come out and say, "Hey, babe, are you coming to bed? Are you okay?" And I, like I told you guys last week, I couldn't talk, so it was just like, meh, eh, yeah. And she would be like, okay. And I stayed in that chair for the majority of the day, uh, only getting up to maybe get food or go to the bathroom. But other than that, I just stayed in that chair. Even when I had to take care of Ripley, it was either put her in her pack and play or little crib or put her next to me and pray she would go to sleep. And if she did, I would immediately go out like a light. Like any opportunity to fall asleep, I did. And uh, that, that wasn't good. I wish I had... I was more me. I wish I was more aware. I wish I was more in myself and not taken over by this depressed monster. Uh, so I could have actually gotten time to play with Ripley or introduce Emily to VR and show her all the fun games we could play on it. But instead, I wasted a lot of the day away. And once again, I know it was a symptom. It was a symptom of the very bad depression I was going through. But at the same time, it wasn't, it, it still sucked. Like, at the end of the day, I was able to get up and go to the bathroom. I was able to get up and, you know, make food. So I should have been able to do something to try to clear me of that funk, but I didn't. Uh, which actually does lead to what I did to help myself today, which was to clear myself of that funk. My mom and dad were actually over at their house painting. And so they said, hey, do you want to come paint with us? And I, I was already going over there to work, and I said, okay, sure. And so I sat there for about two hours with my parents painting. And at first it was still in that very depressed fog where I was just kind of getting aggravated. Like even if the, the painting, this was the first time I ever did a painting and didn't have an issue throughout the whole thing. The whole time I was like, oh, this works, this works, this works, everything's fine. But even then I still had that depressed funk of like, okay, yeah, it's working, whatever, no big deal. Yeah, it's working, whatever, no big deal. And then finally around the near, near the end, I started to slowly turn. And my, it was actually while my mom was on the phone with uh, one of her friends. She was showing her friends how to file for unemployment. 
uh, me and my dad started making jokes back and forth about like my mom trying to steal this woman's identity and uh, stupid dumb jokes like that. And that's what slowly started to pull me out was making jokes. So I think the painting was like weakening the wall I had built. The painting was enough for me to like feel like I'm expressing myself and have some more contact with the outside world. And then making those jokes is what finally like pushed through the wall. So painting weakened it and then finally the jokes punched through. And I'm really grateful for that. I, I really am because otherwise I don't I don't think I could have got work done tonight. Like I, I it's weird to say I feel like painting and joking with my parents was an essential part of my day, but it really was because if I hadn't, if I had just stayed in that depressed funk, I wouldn't have gotten anything done. And I didn't have much to do today. I think all I had to do was edit last week's episode of Me Again and then work on Wrestlepalooza. I think I had a few other things, but I moved it around because I was already in a weird mood. But I think all of that doing stuff with my parents really helped me break down walls and get back into myself, uh, for lack of a better term. So that was a really good way to help myself. It broke up the monotony of what was going on, and it was something to get me out of my head. And once it got me out of the he- my head, all I had to do was make a few jokes, and boom, I was back. So very grateful for that. Do some painting if you're feeling a little bit... If you're feeling in your head, which I've been all weekend, do something to get yourself out of it. Do painting, play a video game, something that for, forces you to focus on the outside, not the inside. And that really helped me today. But for now, I'm going to go inside and hopefully get some rest because uh, it's one in the morning. And that might be my record for these past few days. And I will see you guys tomorrow. It's me again, and I had one of the good, good bipolar kind of days where the beginning of the day sucked quite a bit, and then it slowly just got a lot better. Like, once I got to the office and was able to kind of chill out, get in the VR helmet, and kind of work out a little bit doing some Beat Saber, things got a lot better. So that was really good. Got a bunch of stuff edited, a lot of good stuff taken care of, and other than that, it was a very, very boring day. Although I will say at one point, I did get to enjoy some Coca-Cola cake, which if you guys don't know, I think we've talked about it on the show, it's chocolate cake, but instead of like water, they use Coca-Cola. Oh, it's so good. Got to have some Coca-Cola cake today, and that was a very good thing. In fact, it was almost the thing I did that was awesome today, because oh my god, I love Coca-Cola cake that much. But for now, let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for today? And I guess the best way I figured out to phrase it is an alternative form of meditation or alternative forms of meditation because meditation's fine. Yeah, like finding a way to silence your mind just sitting there for a while. It'll work for me like once in a blue moon. And I feel like it's really disheartening to people like me who like if I just sit still, especially in complete silence, it freaks me out and it's disheartening to think, oh, I can't meditate unless I have like a guided meditation going or something like that, and even then it doesn't always work, I get distracted. I enjoy finding things that work as a meditation, something that works to silence your mind, something that kind of sharpens your focus without it having to be in that strict meditative landscape. So, like, for instance, trip. 
talked about that. Trip is meditation, but it is an alternative form of meditation. It's using visuals, and it's got uh, little mini games you can play in it, and it helps a lot. And then also, I downloaded a Tai Chi app today, and I hadn't done Tai Chi in a while, but I forgot how good it feels just to kind of focus on the movements and focus on the breathing. And that's how you're meditating. Like, instead of your meditation focusing on words or focusing on something else, you're focusing on your body's movements. And because there's movements involved and something a little bit more tangible to focus on, it really helps you silence your brain. Like, I argue that even working out, like weight training, running, whatever, those can be forms of meditation. Like, I remember back in the day, I used to stop working out with even using music. I would just strictly get in there, focus on doing the reps, focus on the muscles and what they feel like. And it was such a good meditation to start all my days. And I I enjoy an alternative form of meditation because I do feel like in today's society, the brain works a lot and it's got a lot of stuff to deal with. So it needs its own kind of break during the day. And you need to find where you can get that break in, where you can get that moment to silence your mind and stuff like Tai Chi or working out uh, stuff that allows you to focus without having to, you know, just sit there and try to silence your mind on its own. I feel like it really helps a lot when it comes to meditation. Now, what did I do today that is awesome? And oh my God, I think I talked about it on the show last week, but I got a Darth Vader, like, game for the Oculus. Like, it's a full-on Star Wars story, and it's so cool. Like, you get to stand in front of Darth Vader, and he tries to make you his apprentice. You fight a Rancor. You f- the end of it is you duel- doing a lightsaber duel with Darth Vader, and it turns out you're Force-sensitive, so you can use the Force. I did all that last week. That was fine. But also there is an alternative like lightsaber mini game where you duel against, um, I think the, the one I played today had stormtroopers in it and these little, I don't know what they are because they almost look like Salacious Crumb, but if Salacious Crumb had, boy, if you're not a Star Wars nerd, it sounds like I'm not saying much at all right now, <laughs> does it? Um, but they look like Salacious Crumb, but they got wings. And then also the traditional training bot. So... I played that today. Oh my god, it's so much more fun than I thought. Because initially I thought it was going to be, you know, just like lightsaber training. Where you have the training bot, you have to deflect the laser back at the bot to make it explode. And you have to kind of use the force to fight against it. That's what I thought. No. It's so much cooler than that. You can throw the lightsaber. You just yeet a lightsaber across the entire field, send it through things, destroying them, and then call it back to you. And then you could use the force to grab a stormtrooper and send him careening into another stormtrooper. It was amazing. It felt so good. It felt so crisp. Everything was so amazing in there. Just like getting a lightsaber, pulling it out of midair, and then just like dicing a training bot in half. Oh my god, it was so good. And it kept me moving and it kept me active. Meaning not just Beat Saber. I've got more stuff today to make me active. I spent a lot of time in the VR helm today. I'm just gonna say. After this past weekend, I was like, I'm gonna take a day off and just go into VR. It's so bad, my face has like a permanent red mark in like a in an oval around my eyes right now from how much I played it. Because I played that. I played this really cool game called uh, I Expect You to Die. It's a spy puzzle game. Oh my god, I beat the whole game. I did the whole game today. That's what I've found. Apparently VR games 
are very in-depth, but they don't last that long, because I've already beat Super Hot, but I'll probably play Super Hot more, and then I've already beat I Expect You to Die, but I'd play that again. Like, that's the beauty of VR, is there's not a lot, but what you do have, you want to keep revisiting and keep playing over and over and over again. So, yeah, it was a really, really fun time in VR land today. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? And I already... Uh, kind of teased it a little bit because it was the first half of the day, but it's the fact that last night, I can't remember when, when I got home, but I decided after I got home, I'm going to spend a little time in the VR helmet, work out, because if I don't work out during the day, I will usually do Beat Saber or something to end my day and then do a meditation inside inside the helm. Um, I ended up staying up till 4 a.m. in the morning. And then I ended up passing out and then having to wake up at 8 to take care of the baby. So I had very little sleep, and it made Scotty a very grumpy man. I did everything I could, y'all. I was like, baby, please sleep. Baby, please. And this baby would not go to sleep. So I was just very grumpy all day until I was finally able to actually wake up and get my wits about me. But for those few hours, it was, whoo, not having sleep affects me in a very, very, very bad way. <laughs> so I was not a have. I was not an easy person to deal with this morning, having to uh, wrangle this uh, angry baby. And yeah, I was very lazy, and I wanted just to sleep. I guess that's another thing I'm grateful for today. By the way, is like peaceful sleep, like the not having to worry about a baby sleep. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait to get it again. I love it so much. Just that feeling of resting your head on the pillow, feeling your eyes already getting heavy. It never happens to me at night. I don't know why, but it, but during the day when it happens, it's such a good feeling. Uh, now, finally, how did I help myself today? And it's kind of following up on something from last week because we talked about the fact that I was kind of feeling a little bit down and a little bit depressed that my family wasn't as interested in my VR stuff as I was. Like, I thought they would all be chomping at the bit to try to get in there and play it and and have fun with me and enjoy this massive universe of different games. Well, come to find out, that was my brain giving me a false narrative. Big shocker there. Because today I was sitting down with my parents, and I can't remember what it was, But I said, oh, well, you guys just don't want to play it. You guys don't want to do this. And they go, no, 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 we want to play it. We just assumed that you wouldn't want us to play it. And I was sitting like, what do you mean? I I bought it, and that's why I do it in the living room, so you guys can see how much I'm enjoying it and that you want to do it. And they're like, oh, no, we just thought you would ask us if we wanted to play. We didn't. And that's when I realized, like, oh, wait. It's something I wanted. I should have asked for it because my brain very much. Here's the thing. When you have like the Slytherin brain that I do, it's hard to ask people directly for things. Instead, we try to manipulate people into (laughs) into giving us what we want and making it seem like it was their decision to give us what they want because it's a very powerful manipulative technique and Slytherins are manipulative assholes. So for me... In my mind, asking them, do you want to play, that doesn't work. But in my mind, going and standing in front of their television and enjoying the game, that's what would work. And that's not how life is, guys. You just need to ask. So 
Uh, we talked about that for a few, and then I got Mom in the VR helmet. She had a really good time playing like one of the base Oculus games. And then my dad was just, because uh, you can actually show people on your phone what you're seeing in the Quest. My dad actually spent like a solid hour watching me play games. He was just so enthralled with the whole thing. Like, this is really cool. What are you doing? What is this? What is this? And it was just such a good moment of, oh, the thing I wanted I could have had the whole time. I just needed to ask for it. But my dumb idiot mouth is like, you can't ask people for anything. You got to let them make their own decisions, which, yeah, sometimes just ask. Sometimes that'll work out a lot better for you. But it was a really good time. I'm really excited. And once everything blows over, I hope we get to play a whole lot more because I love that little ding dang Oculus Quest thing. I I just want to have all my friends over and play it, but you know, that's not viable right now. There's some issues with doing that right now. But uh, for now, I'm going to go inside and get some rest because my body is still sore and aching. All the times I was like, I'm going to give myself a rest and not do Beat Saber or not do this intense workout in VR. Every day I've said it, I've still caved. I've caved every day. Which does make me happy because that means my addictive brain is definitely building up an addiction to VR. But the VR is making me healthy and it's making me feel better and feel more active and want to move around more. So... It's finding a good addiction. Like, that's the thing. I'm kind of... In, in the past, I I figured out, like, you're never going to get rid of that addictive personality. You're not going to get rid of it. Instead, find an addiction that benefits you. So in college, that addiction was working out and eating healthy, and now it's going to be VR, and then that's going to probably eventually evolve into working out and into eating healthy. So find the good things to be addicted to, not garbo craft like I have for the past three years. But yeah, for now, gonna go inside, get some rest, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again, and I had another really good day. I'm really excited. Uh, it was a majority of the day actually spending time with family. I ended up working from home because, you know, Tuesdays what I do is write for most of the day, so I got to do all that off my laptop. And then I got to spend the rest of the day with Emily, like, instead of having to come up with something to do, like I usually do at home or at the office when I when I get done writing, I just got to spend time with Emily. So it was a really, really good time, and I got to spend time with uh, my baby when she finally got back over there. And I got to get in some well-needed rest, although I will say, um, starting things off in the whole four pillars of awesomeness, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the fact that I woke up at, like, nine, eight or nine, and I felt well-rested. I still ended up, like, taking a nap later, but still that feeling of waking up at 9 and, like, your eyes opening and you not trying to fight, which is the majority of how I wake up. Usually when I wake up, it's, oh, no, I'm awake. No, 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 no. Let me go back to bed, please. I want It's bedtime, please. Let me go back to bed. That's how I usually am. But today I woke up and I think Emily actually came in the room because Ripley was fussing and she goes, let me take care of him or take care of her and you get some rest. And I said, okay, I get sleep. And then I like rolled over to go back to bed and I immediately realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm just awake. I apparently hit that magical moment like in the middle of a uh, in the middle of a sleep cycle to be perfectly awake. And it was such a great feeling to be there. 
So that was good, although I immediately went back to sleep. Like, I think I was up for probably one, two hours. I ended up riding for a few, and then I just passed out for three hours. So, eh, not the best, but still, it's somewhere. We're getting progress. I was able to wake up and not be so angry about it. Now, what did I do that is awesome? And it's weird. But it's getting to nerd out at CJ because Emily came to me and she goes, oh, my God, CJ was the worst this morning. I go, why? He just kept asking questions about shrink rays and how to shrink rays work and where can he get a shrink ray? And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But you should have explained to him like law of conservation of mass. Matter can't be created or destroyed. You would have to go through some very intense stuff to actually build a shrink ray. And she's like what? No, I just told him they don't exist. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So then he came home and he was still on his shrink ray stuff, man. He still wanted a shrink ray so badly. And so I went, okay, cool. We're watching Ant-Man. So I got him to sit down and watch all of Ant-Man and throughout the whole thing, he was sitting there like, but wait, why can't he shrink? And I'm like, well, because he has this specialized suit and it utilizes this thing called a PIM particle. And what a PIM, 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 uh, PIM particle does in this universe, at least, is it shrinks the distance between atoms. Oh, wait, you don't know what atoms are. Let me explain atoms to you. And I just got to nerd out at him about how uh, a shrink ray or how Ant-Man's device works in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although I will say it came back to bite me in the butt because by the end he was like, I really want that suit. Where can we get that suit? Oh, you can't, bud. The suit doesn't exist. Well, what about the bad guy? The bad guy had that laser, and the laser made things small. No, no, no. Well, the discs, do those exist? I'm like, bud, this is a movie. None of this is real. Shrink rays don't exist. It is vastly impossible to pull this stuff off as of right now. And he was immediately crushed. Like, oh, okay. All right, but I do think he's finally getting to an age where he's starting to listen and not just, like... Because, like I said last week, we're trying to get him to make better choices when it comes to food and stuff like that. And he had been in a state where he's just like, yeah, but I do want cookies and I need cookies. But now he's finally getting to a place of, like, oh, I understand I shouldn't have cookies right now because I'm about to go to bed and it's full of sugar. And then uh, I, I shouldn't eat right before bed because my body can't utilize it and it would just get turned into fat. Like, he's slowly realizing things. And it's really cool to see him, you, you know, understand. Like how, like, I know he's not going to come out tomorrow and be like, PIM particles are this, but I know at least he's getting something. Like we're breaking through that hard child wall that he's got built up of uh, what I believe is true and there's nothing else. So I'm happy we're getting through to that. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? Is the fact that I drank tonight a little bit more than I should have. And I'm slowly realizing, like, I think the old way I drank was better, where it was, like, one or two a day, as opposed to what I did lately, which is just don't drink at all and then have one or two as a treat. Because that then means in my brain, oh, no, I can only have today, I can only drink for today. That means I gotta drink as much as possible and then not drink again for a few days. Whereas if I just said one a day, I feel like it would be easier on me. So yeah, tonight I ended up drinking a little bit too much. It didn't lead to anything bad per se. Like um, the episodes of JWF, no, it was JXT. The episodes of JXT we recorded were really, really good and really fun. Like me and Blake were really going back and forth and had a good rapport. But also, I know I'm going to be feeling this in the morning. I know I'm stealing tomorrow's joy for today. And, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I cannot wait for this, uh, the 
book me and Blake are writing to be over because I can't wait for me to have no absolute reason to drink. Because as of right now, like that book is the only thing tethering me on. And I'd much rather be in a state where I could try and go completely straight edge again because I, I, I do think that helped me a lot. Like I understand it was kind of a bad mental state for some people to be straight edge because it limits you, but I feel like for me it kind of freed me up to try new experiences and to feel like myself. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Now, finally, how did I help myself today? And I already talked about it, but I feel like working from home really, really helped myself because I hadn't got to see Emily in a very long time. Like, even though I was off all weekend, we really didn't get to spend much time together because, you know, that whole panic attack ski I had. So instead, I decided to work from home today so me and her could hang out. Like, she was still working and I was still working, but we got to work with each other you know we got to work and see each other the whole day and I feel like that really added to things because you know and if we added downtime if I was taking a moment to like think or take a moment to a break or she was taking a break we could then talk and be like oh Ripley's uh, baby monitor is coming in today or oh I installed this in her room or various small little things so we can remain connected throughout the day and I think it helped a lot because I feel like if I had just went home and locked or went to the office and locked myself up in there it wouldn't have been the same you know I, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten to talk to my parents as much but in this case I got to see Emily a lot more so that was a really good feeling I liked working from home I really do enjoy having a laptop and Google uh, Google Drive where I can just work on everything wherever I need to and then only have to go home for the necessities. So that way I can really kind of limit my, so whatever the opposite of social distancing is, I can limit that by working from home on stuff like writing Deviant or stuff like writing uh, new episodes of JWF. So I really do appreciate that and I think it's helping me a lot because yeah, I don't see, I do not foresee coronavirus going away anytime soon, and it's really making me nervous. It's bringing a lot of nerves to old Scotty, and uh, getting to work from home and keep seeing family and keep remaining connected, I think that's really important. I think everyone at this point in their lives needs to find a way to remain connected, whether that be through uh, Discord or Twitter, or if you live with someone, stay connected through them. Or I've even seen people uh, in Los Angeles literally like walking the streets to go hang out and sit six feet from one of their friends. So they still get out, they still get active, they just kind of remain distant. So, yeah, find a way to stay connected. That's my advice for you today. But for now, I'm going to go inside and drink a whole hell of a lot of water. And I will see you guys tomorrow. It's me again, and I am in a very weird place mentally right now. Not that I had a bad day or anything. I actually had a pretty decent day, but, like, I, I, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it was that staying up too late and letting the depression brain kick on, like... Uh, I was playing Beat Saber, and that's a weird place for depression to start, is while you're playing Beat Saber to I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, but that's kind of where it started, and it was just kind of the weight of everything that's going on right now hit me really, really hard, and the fact of, like, I could lose people because of this, and we could lose a lot of people because of this, and that hit me hard, 
And then, and this is nowhere near as big of a deal, but uh, the callback I had a couple days ago, I didn't get chosen for it, so that was a big bummer. And yeah, it was just a rough uh, hour for me, uh, a rough hour, and now I have to record this during it. There was a moment where I was just like, no, don't record it, it's okay, but then I realized, like, if I keep putting off recording this to the next day, I never get to show this side of the night. I never get to show the depressive side if I keep trying to hide it and hide behind this uh, this lie of, uh, I, I guess uh, the way I believe I described it the last time is trying to be unbiased, but at the same time, if I'm depressed, I'm depressed and I need to bring that to the table. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, the weight of everything hit me really, really hard tonight, and the depression kicked in to a place where I thought about something we'll talk about in the, uh, four pillars of awesomeness, so we might as well, uh, get into it so we can skip ahead. What am I grateful for today? And, uh, it's something that I think I've talked about in the past is something that was important to me, and it's my vape. And it's the fact that my vape is keeping me from smoking cigarettes at this point. Like, earlier I was just thinking about it, and I remember reading stuff about, like, nicotine, and it does, it's really bad, it's addictive. But also, it kind of helps you keep focused. If you're really stressed, it can calm you down. It's actually kind of cool the way nicotine works because it can work as both a depressant and as a, um, whatever the opposite of a depressant is. I'm way too tired to, <laughs> to remember this. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for it because it, I don't want to say it's kind of like a security blanket, but it really is. Like it keeps me calm on bad days because I remember there, uh, there have been days where I've been having really, really negative days and then that's when I realized, oh, I haven't and vaped it all, and, like, I understand, if you're out there, and you've never smoked, I, see, I, I, I hesitated bringing this to the table today, because I don't want to encourage anybody out there to start vaping, or start smoking, or start anything that'll get you addicted to nicotine, but this is kind of my best option I have right now, until I'm in a better mental state to quit, like quit full on like I remember the last time I quit vaping it was on accident it was because I was too busy working out and too busy focusing on other aspects of my life that I would legitimately just like leave my vape in my car and forget about it and not worry about it so yeah I, I'm sure I'll get there one day but for right now I'm very grateful it's here because it helps kind of keep me grounded and keep me from going off the deep end now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it's the fact that we recorded the first episode of JWF Monday Night Ignition, and it made me really excited. Because, yeah, we do JWF every single week, but there's something better. Like, this feels like it has weight to it. Because before this, it was kind of a silly little segment we did on Fight Boys, but now it's got even more weight and gravitas behind it because it's its own show. And, like, what was weird is we recorded... This week's episode of JWF, which is going to be the last one on Fight Boys, and then we recorded the new one that's going up on um, going up next Monday, and it felt like an energy shifted. It felt like stories became real and stuff started to have really personal stakes. And I don't know if Blake would agree with this, but to me, it felt much more important than we had ever given it credit for in the past. And that makes me really excited because I do love telling stories about professional wrestling and I love telling these silly little stories we have on JWF and I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, just because, like I said, the energy level was off the charts. 
Um, the promos that we were cutting were amazing. The matches that we were telling were interesting stories, and it was a really good time. Um, now, what did I do that is not awesome? And it is actually a thought that I had uh, just before I started recording this, and it was the thought of, I want to quit. And I know it's the depression talking because I love what I do. I love telling stories and I love coming on here and talking to you guys and analyzing my day. But it, there was a part of me that just straight up said, hey, how about we just quit me again? Like we just ended on this episode or uh, only stop after a year. And at the end of the day, it might be. I might only do this show for a year and that's that's fine. But I don't want to make that off a depressed decision. I'd rather make that off of a well-informed decision, but, like, I guess the reason why me, again, is getting hard to record, actually, the majority of the shows are getting hard to record right now, is just this violent sameness we're in right now, where every day is kind of bleeding into the next, and there's very little differentiation between the days. I mean, uh, with Fight Boys, we report on pro wrestling. There's nothing really to report on because there's very little wrestling happening nowadays. And so that affects that show with a load of BS. Since we're stuck in the same, this routine of sameness, it's harder for us to get inspiration to bring ideas for the table. For opposite attractions, it's just so hard to get into anything. And then for this show, for me again, this is a review of my day. And every day feels the same, and it's kind of driving me a little crazy right now. And so I had this moment of, hey, screw it, just quit. Like, not quit everything, quit me again, quit a load of BS, only focus on a few things. And maybe that's right, maybe that's what I should do. But I want to give it a chance. I don't want it to be a depressed decision I made in the middle of the night. Because, hey, maybe one day opposite attractions will be done. Or maybe one day a load of BS is going to change. Uh, which, actually, we're talking about it. A load of BS is probably going to change. But at the same time, I want that to be a normal decision. Uh, not a very depressed, at late at night, playing I'm on a boat on Beat Saber decision. Uh, now, finally, how did I help myself today? And it's, uh, well, it's clear that I'm quite bummed. I've been bummed for the past five days. I've kind of jumped in and I'm kind of dolphined out of depression. Like, ah, I'm out of it. Oh, no, I'm back in. Oh, I'm out of it. Oh, no, I'm back in. That's kind of where I've been. Um, well, today it was hitting a little bit hard. Not that hard until, you know, the end of the day. And I realized I couldn't enjoy AEW, which sucks. Like, it was the same thing that happened last week. I wasn't able to enjoy AEW, which is my favorite show of all time. We've talked about it. And so I realized there's no point in watching it. Like, I still had it on. Like, I still had it on where I could glance over and check out what's going on. But all the alternative was sit downstairs and play on my phone for two hours and not get anything accomplished. Instead, what I did was I went to my room, had it on in the background, and proceeded to work and work on new stuff and work on writing and work on getting things done so that way I could at least say I did something with that time. It wouldn't have felt like a wasted two hours. And what I saw of AEW, it was a good show, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been... That's the sucky thing, is like... I'm fairly sure the majority of content that's put out into the universe is good. It's just a matter about how you feel in that moment. Tiger King sucks. 
but as a as a world that's going to crap, we all collectively was like wanted to see something worse than what we're going through. That's probably why Tiger King got so big. And so it's all based on your feelings and how you feel in that moment. That usually decides if you'll enjoy something or not a lot more than the quality of what you're actually enjoying. And so today I knew I wasn't in the mood to enjoy AEW, so instead I took the option to just do work, to focus my brain and get some work done. That way I could at least say I did something good at the end of the day instead of letting the depression take over, which it's already kind of doing. But for now, I'm going to go home and get some rest because I think the lack of sleep that I've gotten over the last few days has also kind of played into that, so... I need some sleep. Not even gonna lie, I need a lot of sleep. So I'm gonna go get that, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again. And yeah, the, de- the depression's definitely setting in. So this is gonna be a rough week again. I'm really scared. I'm really scared that this is just gonna be the next six months of my life. But hopefully not. Maybe it's just gonna be over at the end of this month. That's all I can pray for right now is pray for it all to be over very, very fast so I can stop feeling all this kind of down and all this kind of scared. But I don't know. Um, and we're going to talk about a few of the bad things that this depression caused later in, later in this segment. But for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness because, number one, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for... I guess brief small epiphanies and today I had an epiphany while I was watching one of the things that I did to help myself today which spoiler alert I got a um um masterclass account which is well I'll talk about it later you guys but I was watching one of them that RuPaul did and he was talking about the danger of ego and how ego can really cause you to do bad things you know it kind of leads you down bad paths whereas you need to kind of put the ego aside especially at this point in your life and end up helping others and work in service of the world and it was weird hearing that and then considering everything that I've done in the past few months and how much of it was all based around ego or wanting attention or wanting people to pay attention to me. Like, the majority of the stuff I do on Twitter is not because, oh, I think this would be funny for someone else. It's because I think this will get me attention. I'm not doing it to help others. I'm doing it to get myself attention. In fact, the strongest recollection I had about this was... Uh, the first night I was in Los Angeles after I'd went to Disneyland and I told you guys I was I went down to a party and the party was super duper loud and I I didn't want to hang out and so I left and that would have been normal but then I realized wait I like being at parties and I like dancing and I enjoy that crazy loud music I realized my ego had taken over in that moment and the loud music was not bothering me because it was loud the loud music was bothering me because it wasn't letting me talk to other people. It wasn't letting me uh, shill my wares, for lack of a better word. It made it was making sure that the attention was off of me and on the rest of the party. And like I, I don't know, like it's late, so I'm gonna be rambly. But it kind of showed me that wow, this my ego problem prevented me from having a really, really lovely night out with a bunch of people that I'm all there to have fun with. And I could have met someone there. Me and them could have talked. Uh, Like, we could have went out, you know, vaped slash smoked or whatever and had a very lovely night. 
but instead I said, nope, this is too loud. No one's going to pay attention to me. I'm leaving. And so, yeah, ego is kind of screwing with me a lot, so I'm going to have to learn how to throw that aside, which is bad because having a big ego has kind of been my gimmick for a long time, but I think that stage of Scotty Moore's life might be over. I think the big ego, crazy chaos chaos eater that I was, I, I think he's on his last legs, and we're going to have to have a, a rebirth soon. Now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it's the fact that we recorded a really good episode of Fight Boys, and throughout the whole thing, it was so bizarre, it felt like the last episode. And I know it's not. I know this is. we've got plenty of more episodes to go. As long as pro wrestling exists, we're going to keep going. But, like, firstly, WWE said that after WrestleMania, they don't know if they're going to keep going, if they're going to go on a hiatus or something like that. So that's kind of buggy. AEW says they may do a hiatus. So it was kind of this really lovely moment of us talking about, you know, JWF because JWF is about to become its own show so we talked about that for a while and reminisced and I got to let them know how much I appreciate them and it was a really kind episode which was weird because usually Fight Boys is predicated on us kind of going back and forth but I think in this trying time we all kind of realized maybe just be kind for these episodes. Maybe we don't need to worry about bringing too many arguments into it. Maybe we just need to focus on caring about each other. And we did, and it led to a really, really nice episode. Now, what did I do that is not awesome? And it's the fact that I ended up sleeping for probably about four or five hours today because my like I said, the depression hit. The depression hit really hard today. And um, I'm a bunch of, uh, like, I had a mini existential crisis. And now I am on big alert mode with those. The minute they start up is the minute my eyes open wide. And I remember looking at Emily like, bring me my phone and bring me my vape. High alert, high alert. We got to drive it. We got to stop this at the pass. But then it led me down a depression path. And it just stuck me in the bed, unable to move. And I wasn't able to be there for my family. Like, apparently Emily just had a close friend pass away. And I wish I could have been there for her in that moment. But I, I couldn't. I literally couldn't move or do anything. And, man, depression sucks. Depression sucks so hard, y'all. And I know that this is kind of like the death knell for old Scotty in his ways. And that sucks because I liked going out and partying and drinking and doing all that. But I don't think I can do that anymore. Um, Now, finally, how did I help myself? And I already teased it a little bit, but I bought me and Emily year-long subscriptions to this app called Masterclass. And on Masterclass, you get to learn, but you get to learn from people who are massive in the fields that they're teaching about, which I like. Because as someone who's been around the podcasting game a lot, I know for a fact I've seen numerous people be like, Hey, man, I'll teach you how to podcast. Let me teach you everything about podcasting, social media. And they've got, like, 50 more subscribers than me and barely any like anything going for their stuff. So I know it's easy. Anyone can teach. So I kind of expect someone to have that social validity behind it. So, for instance, on Masterclass, you can have Gordon Ramsay teaching you food. Or, like I said earlier, RuPaul is teaching a class on self-expression, which is helping me a lot right now. It's it's helping me, if nothing else, kind of get back to finding my resonance in my body and the kind of person I am and not just who 
society wants me to be. So that's really exciting. I looked up those. I think Steve Martin has a comedy class on there. Judd Apatow has a comedy class. There's a lot of really interesting stuff. And I love it because, like, just that one hour of RuPaul speaking already kind of changed my outlook on a lot of things and made me kind of, like like I said, I reevaluated a bunch of what I've been doing lately based on this concept of am I helping others or am I just trying to inflate my ego? And yeah, majority of what I do is just ego inflation. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of life changing to realize like maybe I do need to just stop worrying about me because once I, I honestly feel like once that happens and once I just start being my fullest me and stop worrying about my ego, it's probably going to pay off in dividends, but it is a scary, scary thing to do. You know, it's a scary thing to be like, oh, I'm just going to be myself and not worry about what society has to say. I'm going to give society the fullest version of me and try to help everyone I can. That's scary because you get afraid that, well, is anyone going to help me? Am I going to be alone? Like, what's, what is it? And even that Rue talked about, he was like, in those moments, you have to look at your inner child and just cradle them and say, they may not be here for you, but I'll be here for you and that meant a lot to me and uh wow sudden emotion there <laughs> um but yeah it meant a lot that master class and i i can't wait to get into some of the stuff that's a little bit less um i don't want to say like spiritual because it, it was more than that like he also taught fashion which oh that was good it made me excited to learn more about fashion and think about how i pre- present myself but i'm excited to learn stuff about like cooking classes with ramsey or uh emily's interest in learning how to improve her writing process, and I know there are a few classes for that, and I think it's going to help us out a lot because it's going to help us kind of focus in these next upcoming months on what we really want to do and where we really want to go with things because I do feel somewhat at a crossroads right now in my creative career with because uh, I, I honestly do think I'm about to reach critical mass when it comes to projects, like continuous projects I'm working on, so I do know I'm going to have to possibly trim the hedges in the upcoming months as it were and I I don't know what's going to get trimmed what's going to stay so this will probably help me out is kind of discovering who I am and discovering the stuff that really resonates with me but for now I'm going to go inside and drink a lot of water because I'm very thirsty for some reason and I will see you guys tomorrow hey everybody it's me again and I am very very tired so if this is a fast segment, I'm sorry, but I'm very... The best way I can describe all of today is punch drunk. Like, you know that feeling when you're really, really tired and then suddenly get super goofy and really hyper? That's where I was, like, all day. So, yeah, this isn't going to be fast, because I think I only got, like, two, three hours of sleep last night because I ended up having, like, a bunch of depression, I don't know if we talked about that, and then I just ended up painting until, like, 5 in the morning, then I woke up at 8, so yeah, about 3 hours of sleep, so yeah, Scotty got a little crazy today, like, at first I was like, I can just take a nap, but then I said, no, I want to enjoy a good night with Emily, like, cleaning up the house, so I'm gonna just get everything done and just try to get energy back, and I did, but, oh, buddy, I'm a little bit, a little bit somewhere right now. Uh, So let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? And I I think I'm only grateful for this because of how tired I am right now. But my city, the city I live in, Oxford, Alabama, just imposed a curfew earlier today. And it goes into effect on Monday, I think. And on Monday, no one is allowed to be on the streets after 10 o'clock at night. And 
that sucks for me, like, as a worker, because that means, oh, no, I can't work to two in the morning like I have been. But for me as a person, I love that, because that means I have to be home at 10, which means I'll probably be in bed around, like, 11 or 12. Ooh, mwah, sounds so good. In fact, it's 10.30 right now. I We canceled recording because I was so tired. Um, so I'm going to get a little bit of experience of that, that future life uh, right now. But yeah, I'm really grateful for it because hopefully me and the guys will just adopt this as like a normal procedure from here on out of recording earlier. So then I could start, you know, sleeping at a normal time and that makes me really happy. So I can actually, you know, not have a very insane life where I stay up until five in the morning making weird abstract paintings. So grateful for that. What did I do that is awesome? And Yes, I was punch drunk, and yes, I was super hyper, but I got to utilize that energy. I got to utilize that craziness into making awesome stuff, so I finished Wrestlepalooza for this Sunday. All we've got to do is put commentary over it. Um, I finished the next episode of Deviant, and oh my god, it's insanity. Like, the, I think the season finale is gonna be, like, the cool down after this episode. Like, there's still stuff that needs to be resolved, don't get me wrong, but, like, this is the episode, if you want to talk about, like, the end. And then the next episode is the denouement, as we say in the theater. Uh, so I got all of that done. I started work on and research, basically, on my next episode of Me Also. The next episode of Me Also I'm going to do is a, um, uh, what's the word, a, a look back. And I think I've talked about this on the show already, but a look back on where I was six months ago. And I listened to that episode today. And yeah, it's weird, but I feel like I'm a better person than that guy was. I feel like I'm better mentally, physically, all of that. Because that guy had a panic attack in the very first segment of the very first episode and started hallucinating things. And I haven't done that in a very long time. So it was really good looking back on that. But yeah, that's what I got to do today that was awesome, was just get a whole lot of work in. And then even when I got home... Um, I just started working there. Like, I started working on our bedroom and moving the bed around because we took out Ripley's crib, and now there's so much more space in there. And then me and Emily hung out, and we actually got to watch TV together. We watched Dave, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We watched uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And my least favorite queen this season went home. Yes! Justice! It made me so happy because this... She's been lazy. She's been lazy and hasn't been working the whole season and is complaining when people's getting on her jock. And I'm like, no, you're not allowed to be the villain this season if you're not going to put work into it. Uh, Now, what did I do that is not awesome and is actually something I did while watching RuPaul's Drag Race? And it's eat too much pizza. Because I don't, uh, like, during quarantine, all bets are off as far as bad food is concerned. Every day we're going to get, like, Panera or Taco Bell or whatever bad fast food we can grab because we don't have that much at the house right now. So fast food I'm going to take off the table because otherwise it'd be the thing I did that's not awesome every day. But the pizza I had wasn't even good. I got an Alfredo cheesy cheese pepperoni pizza with a garlic parmesan crust now, the crust was good. The crust was dope, but the pizza was just so rough. It was really bad. What wasn't any tang to it or anything. Like, it was the most plain-tasting pizza I could possibly think of. 
And uh, yeah, I hated it. I really liked the breadsticks. I kept going back for that. But I also kept eating the pizza and I felt full and I still kept eating the pizza no matter what. I just kept nomming away at it. And I do think it is that like childhood thing of, hey, finish everything on your plate. Finish it all. You got to you gotta make sure to clean that plate, baby. And that's where I was today, was in a very much, like, I, the same thing happened to me when I had a Panera a few weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the show, the bread bowl. Yeah, I ate, like, that whole bread bowl from Panera, even though I was full and didn't like it. I got nothing positive out of the interaction, but I still kept going. And, yeah, watching that RuPaul thing on Masterclass, one of the things uh, she talks about is analyze why you do some of the things you do. And yeah, I'm slowly realizing the reason I overeat a lot is definitely that finish everything on your plate mentality or go as hard as you can until your body will physically stop you mentality. So yeah, that's not the best. Now finally, how did I help myself today? And firstly, I mean, I know it took me like all night to do it, but I do want to say painting last night really helped me out. It helped my emotions. And then I posted it on all my social media. And then there are people who like I really respect, like my friend Noah, who lives out in L.A., and he's like an amazing artist. He was like, I love this in response to the painting. And it just made me feel really, really good. And also, I guess like the open doors of communication I had all day was the main thing that I did to help myself. Like, me and Emily kept talking and joking during RuPaul. Uh, after I found out about the weird uh, weird hiatus thing, or not hiatus, um, uh, 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 curfew that's being put in place, I talked to all the guys about that, and they were very responsive to it and made sure, like, yeah, we'll take care of you, it's okay. And, yeah, I think just talking to people and maintaining this spirit of upness throughout the whole day, the spirit of energy, the spirit of, oh, yes, I am tired, but I'm going to work through this and uh, make some really good things. I think that was the main thing that I did because staying up while tired is helping me because right now it's 1040 at night, which is usually when I'd be super wired and recording a load of BS or something. But instead, I'm very winding down. I'm very ready to go to bed and I'm very relaxed. So yeah, that staying up through the tired helped me a lot. And also canceling the show and moving it to, to, to tomorrow helped me because yeah, I'm so tired right now, y'all. I That show had to get canceled because it's Wrestlepalooza. It's the biggest show we do all year. I'm not about to turn in a half-assed performance while super, super exhausted. But for now, I'm going to go inside and go to bed finally. And I will see you guys tomorrow after Wrestlemania. It's finally Wrestlemania season, baby. It's me again, and my voice is shot because we just got done well, recording Wrestlepalooza, and yeah, I did a lot of screaming, so I'm going to probably be talking mostly in my upper register, so real nasally, to avoid having to talk in my normal voice where I'm going to end up sounding like this. So this is where I am today. And, uh, yeah, it was a really freaking good day. I didn't expect it to be a good day because... You know, yesterday I was like, I'm getting rest, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I ended up staying up for three, four hours after that, didn't go to bed till two, then got woke up by the kids at six. So, yeah, that wasn't a good 
part to the morning. I actually had a really rough morning for the most part, but I think that's going to be just me in general until I can get my sleep schedule right, unfortunately. But other than that, the rest of the day was really, really good, and it made me excited. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? And as much as I've been anti-WWE on this show, I'm about to have to bite my tongue and put the whole foot in my mouth. Because, oh my god, they pulled out as many of the stops as they could for WrestleMania. Let me put it this way. There were bits of WrestleMania that were not good. I didn't pay attention to them. So, <laughs> so in a way, it, it was a very good show because all the bad stuff I didn't pay attention to. It was only when something happened that really got my attention. Like, there were people jumping off of the WrestleMania sign and going through a table. There were amazing ladder matches. There was really, really good stuff, and it made me really happy. And the main event of the show was basically an episode of <laughs> Walker, Texas, Ranger, y'all. The main event of the show was Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match, which no one was prepared for that to be good. We thought it was going to be some real dumb stuff, and it was, but it wasn't dumb in a bad way. It was dumb like if if a Walker, Texas Ranger episode and The Room had a baby. It was so choice because it was so ridiculous. Like, it ended with The Undertaker using a forklift to bury a man, and then there was a tombstone with his death date already on it for some reason, and then it panned down, and AJ Styles has, like, these famous gloves. Like, his gloves, people love them. They're, they're really cool. He puts his hands together, and it says, puts his logo. It's weird. Anyways, he had one of his gloves on his hand just sticking out of the grave. <laughs> it was so ridiculous and goofy. Um, so, yeah, WrestleMania was amazing, and it was way too... It was more good than it had any right to be. There was a lot of stuff I disagreed with, and there was a lot of stuff that I thought wasn't good, but the stuff that was good was, like, mm, the best good it can be. Because, like, wrestling has three levels, which is, oh, this is terrible, or, oh, this is all right, or, oh, my God! And there wasn't any, oh, this is all right. It was either this is really bad or this is amazing, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with writing that bipolar roller, co roller coaster that uh, wrestling can be sometimes. Um, now, how did uh, what did I do today that is awesome? And it's the fact that uh, after I had gotten over my crappy morning, I heard CJ in the living room, and he had gotten a timeout, and so I had to go in there and basically be the disciplinarian because that's who I am. And then afterwards, he kept complaining about like, where'd my fort go? And by fort. He meant pile of cardboard boxes that he would literally climb on top of the couch and jump into and almost hurt himself every day. And me and Emily were both like, yeah, now that's gone, my dude. Why? Because you were hurting yourself. Oh, yeah, fair point. Like, I, he's usually not that good about understanding things, but today he was on point of like, oh, yeah, fair point. Yeah, you're right. And so once I realized, oh, no, he doesn't have a fort anymore... Why don't we make him an actual fort? Because he actually he legitimately has stuff to make a fort with. I don't understand why he uses cardboard boxes. And so over the course of like the next two hours, I showed him how to build a fort. And so we built this giant fort and then covered it 
And then, I can't remember what he said. Oh, he said, I want it to be uh, creepy. I want it to be like a haunted house. Because he was watching Harry Potter, and for some reason, in his opinion, Harry Potter is creepy. Which, kind of, yeah. So he wanted a creepy uh, aesthetic. So I literally cut out fake teeth, and the entrance of it looked like a mouth. And then over the next hour, we built out a secondary backstory that this is no longer a fort. This is now Scary uh, scary Larry, the demon snail. And uh, he also has a disc, he has disco tonsils. And uh, he, so if you go in there and it's time to party, you turn on Scary Larry's disco tonsils. And yeah, I know I sound like I'm going crazy, but that's just what quarantine's done to me, baby. I'm making Scary Larry the demon snail. And he loved it. Like, he loved it, and then he started thinking about, like, oh, but what if we made a tunnel that could be his stomach? And I said, well, I don't know about that. What if we did a tail? And so then I made a tail, and I made the tail stick up, so it's actually like a doorway, and you can go into the doorway, crouch down, go through a tunnel, and then you end up in Scary Larry. And it was just a really good time. I like encouraging him to be creative, as opposed to having him play video games all day. So, like, you remember the time me and him made slime. I was really happy, because I'm like, oh, he's gonna do creative stuff. And he was very creative all day. Like, after we had got done with that, instead of wanting to play video games, uh, he's a big fan of Gravity Falls, because I raise him right. And uh, he's like, I'm gonna make Journal 3. And he sat down, and he was, like, duct-taping paper together, which is the moment I was like, alright, I'm gonna step in. And so I showed him how to make a book, like, without staples or tape. Which, if you don't know how to do that, it's super easy. You just, like, cut paper halfway up and then flip it and then lock them together. It's a really simple, basic way to make uh, uh, make a book. But I don't care. I show him how to make a book. And so now he's got, like, this 32-page book that he's going to fill out and make it real Gravity Falls creepy. And I'm super excited for him. Now, what I wasn't excited for is what I did to him later, and it might be the thing I did today that wasn't awesome, because I can't remember what happened, but me and him ended up wrestling, because, and by wrestling, I mean, he was running at me, and then I would just throw the boy, I would yeet the child into the bed, um, because you can't yeet children onto the floor, because that hurts. And so I kept showing him, like, hey, this is a power bomb. This is a uh, attitude adjustment. This is Kenny Omega's one-winged angel, which is when I started to get a little bit too nerdy with it. So I was showing him different wrestling moves you could do. I was like, oh, you want to get Tombstone Piledriver? You want to get this? And uh, after one power bomb, because I'm used to, and this is going to sound bad, I'm used to power bombing the, oh, my God! Oh, my God, there's a bunny! Guys, I just pulled up to my house and there's a bunny! Oh, snap. I might just have to put this whole thing on pause for a second because I want to go see this bunny. Hold on. Hey, guys, join... So, while I go look for this bunny, essentially, uh, I powerbombed the child, and I'm so used to Ripley and powerbombing her because I powerbomb babies, I guess, that I'm used to, like, the really long leg or really short legs. Well... I was kind of off my game, and then I felt my nail drag against him, and I went, oh, uh-oh, he, uh, he got scratched. Yeah, he didn't get scratched. I legit, like, daggered this child. This boy was, like, draining blood. Where are you, bunny? Bunny. How do I... Hold on. I'm trying to... Can I use my flashlight? I can use my flashlight. Um, so anyways, 
he's like, we we keep fighting because he no-sold it. Like, he didn't react to any of it. Y'all like how I'm whispering? Because we're on some Blair Witch stuff now. Um, yeah, he no-sold it. And then he stood up and he's just like, his arm had blood running down it. And I'm staring like, dude, <laughs> you need help. So, yeah, we, we took care of him after that. And then he immediately came back to me and was like, throw me harder. And I'm like, what's wrong with you my child why what is going on with you so yeah i uh i might have stabbed a kid today while power bombing him because that's just the kind of relationship i have with kids apparently is just throwing them as hard as i can like it got worse one time i threw him and he landed on his head accidentally and i was like oh no that's not good we got to stop and he's like do it again and harder and like there's something wrong with you i think the bunny's a lost cause y'all i don't even see any evidence of a bunny at this point and that really bums me out well that was good anyways how did i help myself today well number one uh we're out of milk at the house so i did steal milk from my parents so that's a way i helped myself but might have hurt my parents so i did that um, but the main one is the fact that like i said i had a very grumpy morning i was a very grumpy boy this morning bunny bunny where are you Ah, oh, Kathy. Yeah, I think the bunny mission is off. But yeah, I was in a very, very grumpy mood all morning, and I, I couldn't find a way out of it. I couldn't wait, find a way out of the funk, as it were. And so um, eventually I finally took a nap, which very grateful to Emily, because she was like, I'm supposed to cut grass today, but it's okay if you want to take a nap. And I was like, please, please, and thank you. Thank you. So I took a nap, woke up from that. And then she decided to take the kids outside because CJ had a lot of energy because he always does. He's a perpetual motion machine. And so uh, while they did that, I could have easily sat there and played on my phone or uh, fell back asleep. Instead, I got in the Oculus and then worked out. And then I also meditated for a very long amount of time. And the meditation today was like, don't let anger cloud your happiness. Don't let anger is very good as a motivator, but do not let it go beyond that. Don't let it take away your happiness. And I realized like when I woke up, I was frustrated because CJ woke me up like to ask me questions about nothing, frankly. And so I was getting very frustrated about that. And so uh, I, I was very, uh, you know, angry. And so doing that meditation made me realize like, yeah, I got no reason to be angry at a kid for being a kid. And I got no reason to be angry about this or angry about this. And it helped me calm down a little bit. And I feel like if I had not done that, when I had heard him you know, screaming about a fort instead of saying, let's make a fort, I would have said, well, good, because you, you'd hurt yourself if we made another fort. We don't need to keep cardboard in the box. Instead, I was sh instead of doing that, I showed him an alternative, an alternative to keeping messy cardboard around. We made a neat little thing that we can keep up for a while and it not seem like a mess. It seems like it belongs there. It seems like it's CJ's little play zone. And so very happy that I did this meditation and the workout because the workout helped me get out like any rage or any aggression. And then the meditation helped calm me back down. So it was take all of what I was feeling, throw it out and then meditate it to calm it back down. But for now, I'm going to go inside and I'm probably going to drink some of this good, good milk because y'all I've got I got so much cereal that I haven't been able to enjoy because of it. So I'm about to go get into that cereal. And I will see you guys tomorrow, next week. Wow, we need to go on a high note this time. 
man, it's so weird looking back and actually doing that look back six months thing. Because, you know, we always think we're in a rut. We always think we're in a bad place. But going back and looking at it and seeing how much I've grown and seeing how much has changed in my life and everything I've gone through, it really helped open my eyes to a lot of things and to realize that, yeah, I have been really depressed lately, but things have been worse. I have hallucinated badly in the past. I have, um, you know, had really bad issues with uh, cigarette addiction. Like, I've had a lot of bad things go on in my life, and that's all kind of behind me at that point. So it makes me really happy to see that even my current worst was basically the best of those days. So I'm really, really grateful for that and it helped open my eyes. And if you want to hear my full commentary on where I was at six months ago, make sure to donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash load of BS is the website where you can get access to four exclusive shows here from the BS Network. There's me also, the show where, of course, I talk about some of my favorite self-help topics. There is You Paid For This, where me and my BS co-host Blake Tanner watch terrible movies and then commentate over them, wrestling history acts. We got tons of fun stuff over there for you to check out, and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, so donate onto that Patreon, and please help us keep going, because we need it. We really need it right now, y'all. And of course, get you some Me Again merch at merch.aloadofyourbs.com, and as always, make sure to send your question, comments, and psychiatric help to me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to be awesome and I won't forget to be me again.